everybody, welcome to the Cleaner Cast live on YouTube every Friday, 6 p.m. Central Time. We are here with another good episode on the way. The original OG Canadian co cohort is back in the flesh, so it's going to be exciting indeed. And we got the legendary David Patterson on from Obert Car Care. Gonna give it a minute, let everybody roll in. But as you people know, that are current listeners, we need more people to listen. So go on over to your favorite podcast platform on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Drop me a subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars, people. It's going to push us up the charts, get more ears on us, more listeners. We'll keep this thing going. Got some comments rolling in. Texas DD here. Oh, G. Davis was here early. Hello, everybody. Come on in. Come on in. So why we're waiting, I got some new podcast reviews, but let's go ahead and get the Canadian cohort himself in here. I want to see some emojis going. Standing ovation in the chat room as we introduce Mr. Bucky VW. Alex Dewar, how's it going, Mr. Dewar? Hello, everybody. Let me adjust my angle a little bit. I'm back. Nothing bad happened. I had good, very good yeah. reason for being away, which we'll get into in a minute, but... Yes, yep. Texas, I, uh, drop, I hope drop the, the other. I can't believe he got a uh, another super popular Canadian on last week. That was pretty special. So we, did. I hope that, we had Rick. Yep. Hope whoever Rick tuned into that one enjoyed it. And it was yep. definitely a good one. Yep. So you missed out. It was it was a heck of a time. Yep. Certainly sounded like it. So. But indeed, I will indeed. be honest. I, replaced. Yeah, I uh, almost had to hire Rick full time. Yeah, I will be honest. I do have to watch that episode because I haven't got to it yet. But I'll get to it. It's on the yeah, list. Yeah, go give it a listen. Yeah, you would have been replaced, but Rick was muted halfway through the whole episode. So <laughs> if Rick knew how to work a mute button, yeah. be, you'd be gone. I mean, we'd have mm -hmm. to replace you right then and there. But Rick can't figure out that mute button. G. Takes Davis one... with Alex is the Liam Hemsworth of detailing. <laughs> I appreciate That's that, G. Hello, everybody. Humberto's in the house. Mike's auto detailing in the house as well. And speaking of Mike, uh, you know, we had to get uh, talk. I jumped on Mike's podcast or his live show a couple weeks ago with today's guest, uh, David Patterson from Burt Car Care. And it was such a great conversation. Mr. Patterson was dropping so much knowledge. We just had to get him, had to get him on the cleaner cast. You know, keep keep it going. Yeah. Well, Burke uh, seems to be rolling as of late. A lot of new products coming out, and all that good stuff. So we had to get him on again. So it's going to be a heck of a show, people. Before we get to that, Alex, uh, how did your car club though? Let's not forget this. Why were you gone last weekend? So last week and kind of later in the week, going into the weekend, um, our car club has an event it's called street machine weekend and the car club is the street wheelers car club so this was our 44th year of uh doing this weekend so what it is is it's a multiple day thing uh which uh <laughs> hello mr patterson oh, hey. you're online now. there he is <laughs> he's online uh heck of an intro just, uh yeah so our car club we do it's a Technically a four-day event. Um, so on Thursday night, we do a big drive-in. So all the classic cars come and kind of sit and have a meet and greet. And then we watch the movie when it gets dark enough. And then on 
Friday, we used to have an organized cruise where we would shut down the road and let a bunch of cars in, but now we just kind of have it as a free-for-all. So the city is literally taken over with vehicles of every area you can think of, which is super cool. And then on Saturday, we have a drag racing event where it's a pretty unique event. It's um, it's called 100 Foot Dash. So basically, it's a launch competition more than anything, but still super cool. We have about 3,500 to 5,000 people in the stands to watch it for six hours in a day. And then on uh, on Sunday, we have a big car show where we just um, – there's this big park right downtown, and we have about 600 cars in the park um, that we have on display. Everything from, you know, a super – a super kind of beat up import or domestic, whatever your flavor is, to half million dollar restoration projects. So it's a uh, it's a super cool time. It's a a ton of work, and it's uh, that's why I wasn't here. So to make a short story long. Yep. That's uh that's why I wasn't here. All good, but, all good. Um, but now we'll do a big intro of the uh, man of the hour, Mr. David right. I kind of botched that for sure. I guess I should have yep. brought him on a minute ago I, when we were rolling, but I remembered I've we gotta got hear the story. And- and yeah, I get rested. Like yeah. Well, everybody, Mr. David Patterson from Obert Car Care is here to drop some more knowledge. Tell us about his journey to Obert Car Care and what Obert's got going on lately. So, Mr. Patterson, can you give us a short little intro of your position with Obert Car Care? And uh, I have here, kind of from Lake Country to Obert, just give us the journey you've been through in the detailing industry. You're going to bridge it if you'd like as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I started. Um, earlier when I went to school for collision repair, paint, auto body, um, started getting into jobs in the collision repair world and, um, you know, entry level stuff. So when you start off in the body shop, you sand a lot of primer and sand a lot of clear coat you do all the stuff that nobody else wants to do. And the, the less, less skilled labor when it comes to generalized collision. Um, and during that time, I kind of, uh, decided to take a job, um, as a mechanic wrenching on cars instead. Cause one of the guys that I went to school with, uh, was uh, a service manager for a shop. Um, and he's like, Oh yeah, you should just come over here. I was never a, a professional mechanic. I didn't go to school or, or, um, you know, do any tech college or anything like that to, to actually work on cars. I just always worked on my own stuff. Um, and mm-hmm. I worked with a shop of a lot of guys that taught me a ton of stuff and, um, had fun while I was, um, doing that and i made some good money but things had changed and uh at the same time i had a buddy who was detailing cars at a dealership at a honda dealership they were really high volume and uh he was making a ton of money and um i had kind of taught him how to um buff cars because they didn't they never had to polish anything um so I, i taught him how to polish cars he taught me how to detail cars and that was the first time i kind of got into the detailing itself and, and ended up opening up a, a detail shop and, and doing that for a few years, but I'm relatively local to Lake country manufacturing. Um, and at, at a certain point, um, they were hiring for a sales position and the same person that actually got me into the, um, repair business who was in, in my collision repair program was the same person that introduced me to Lake country. Um, and I ended up, taking on a a sales role there without really any sales experience, but um, I knew how to use their products a lot. So I was able to, you know, essentially do technical sales, um, sell products off of like real world experiences, things like that. um, 
Lake Country has grown a lot. I was there for eight years, so I, I started back in 2013, I think, um, working for them. And um, I mean, they were already a, a relatively large, larger company in the industry, and they've um, kind of continued to grow. But you kind of wear a lot of hats um, in smaller businesses in general. And mm-hmm. um, I started doing a lot more product development and working with um, the vice president who does, um, he's an engineer essentially. And uh, um, so I kind of like kind of refer to myself as the backyard engineer. Like, I mean, not too, <laughs> too far different from being the mechanic, but um, relatively uneducated, but, but had the technical application side going on. Um, and I was kind of able to bridge the gap between people that knew a lot more than me and the average detailer that was using the products or using the foam or using, you know, the materials and things like that. So, um, that was a huge, you know, part of, of my job and a huge part of my, my personal and professional growth, um, you know, over those seven or eight years. And, um, during that time, I mean, we worked with a lot of different stuff. Um, the buffing pad industry is, is, is relatively interesting, but the, um, but part of it is, you know, we manufactured almost everything in-house at Lake Country. So we did a lot of um, private label custom product development for other brands that weren't, you know, just into the buffing pads themselves, but had yeah. polishing lines. Um, yeah. So I would, you know, part of my job was either developing foam or developing products that would work with um, certain types of liquids or abrasives and, and things like that. And um, so through that, I worked with, you know, a ton of brands globally, um, met a lot of people, um, did a lot of different work with that. And, and that was part of how, you know, Oberk started originally it was, um, Chris D. Giovanni and myself, Chris is, um, he's got his business, the detailers roadmap or 8-bit creative. He does websites for detailers and does a lot of SEO and, and different marketing things for, for detailing specific businesses. Um, and he had started it while I was at Lake country. Um, so I, I helped him on the technical side, essentially, um, just like I would any other customer developing products, um, you know, utilized some of the, the resources that I had to help, you know, develop a good line of product for him. Um, and then at a certain point, it just kind of made sense to, you know, jump on board with Oberk, um, for product development specifically. Um, yep. and took like a, a, a partnership role. So at that point, um, it just, it made more sense for where I was at and what I wanted to do and, and grow more of a brand, um, of mm-hmm. detailing related products rather than just <clears throat> the buffing category right. or industry itself, like the buffing pad industry. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, limited things that you can do. So I always liked the marketing side of, of things and being able to do things outside of just a buffing pad specifically. Yep. You know? yep. So you've been there from the inception of Obert Car Care. Yeah. yeah helping yeah. guide these products along the way. Very yep. cool. That yep. is very cool. Definitely indeed. And that brings us to our first kind of what came out for Obert is the Burke polishing system cut polish and uh recently added soul and uh boy is this lineup just uh really <laughs> out of the park you know it's been getting five star reviews pretty much for uh you know three or four years now and uh it took me a while to jump on board but 
I finally got around to uh, getting the system here in the cleaner studio. And uh, man, I waited way too long to try it. That's oh, for sure. <laughs> Thanks for giving us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, um, I mean, that was kind of the the basis for the the brand was you know polishing abrasives um, specifically, right? Paint paint work. Um, and when um, when Chris was starting it and everything. Um, one of the ideas that we had was based off of some, some education stuff that I did on developing in a, in a book, you know, is developing a um, value proposition and business models in, in a certain way in a, in a flooded market, essentially. And um, one of the ways that we did it was by, you know, essentially solving a problem, but um, doing it in a way that structured the whole product line, even though it was relatively basic and not, you know, super high level. And I, I, one of the things I, I was, a, you know, the body shop guy. So when I got into the detail world, when I started reading into forums, um, whether that was Autopia or Autogeek or any, you know, any of that stuff right. years mm-hmm. ago, um, it was just like a totally new world for me. So like, I know how to use a rotary and I knew how to use waffle pads, you know, 3M, the 3M system and stuff like that. But then I saw, you know, essentially all these different colored pads and all these different things and people doing things that were much different than what I knew. Um, so I just remember like the first time ordering pads and ordering stuff and just buying a bunch of different things and not exactly getting the result that I wanted. And um, and it takes a little while before you kind of grasp those things, right? Like you find t- tune your, your techniques or, or figure out what you're using and, and things have, you know, refined themselves a little bit over the last decade, but, but still there's a, there's a learning Definitely. curve to it. And, and what we did is we just decided to remove the guesswork and kind of simplify the process. Originally it was mm-hmm. the two, two step process, cut and fu- cut and finish. Um, and as much as it seems, you know, really basic, I think when we looked at all the other products on the market and what they offered, um, they, they all kind of started with something and then continued to grow Mm -hmm. so big that it became that confusing thing. And, um, and I think as a detailer or even as a hobbyist, like once you really get it, you you quickly forget how difficult and how confusing it was. So yeah, um, we just kind of focused on keeping it simple and removing the guesswork and trying to um, create a system that would finish out nine out of ten cars for a professional mm-hmm. detailer. And then like for an enthusiast, they they're not necessarily they don't have the eye necessarily that a detailer would see for the most part. Um, so they would probably you know feel successful you know ten out of exactly. ten times that that yep. type of a, knowing that there's always outliers and finicky pain and things like that where you have to um, tweak your techniques, but, but just a, ba- a basic, simple process. Right. right. So for, yeah, for the, you know, the perfect polisher, I call them, you know, that's either getting paid enough to do that or just kind of, you know, OCD about it and chase yeah. it, you know, they can have up to 30 different pads, 30 different compounds and polishes, and they know, you know, what combos to do and switch this to that with hard or soft paint. But, Mostly for me, I'm looking for a good one step and we're calling it a day and we're coating. So this system lines up perfectly with kind of like what I'm looking to do. And, uh, you know, like you say, remove the guesswork. So I think I've absolutely nailed it. I love it. 
Thanks. And I'm down with three pads, three three uh, liquids, and uh, you know, good to go. Well, and it's cool to know, like you know, have the thirty pad thing and and mm-hmm. be fine tuned and and understand that stuff when you need to. But I think that's that's where we all start. And then yep. when you get into like the business side of things, um, there's a fine line between guys that are just getting paid. Um, they own a job and then guys that are making a lot of money. And I think part of that is, is just streamlining their process and standard operating procedures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you're never going to be able to get like all that technical data out of your brain of 30 different combinations and where you use these products and where you don't and what, why you like mm-hmm. this um, to, to train employees and kind of create a, a structured business that's scalable. Um, so that was another, you know, another focus for us and where we could add value is, you know, you go to mobile tech, you go to SEMA, a lot of detailers ha- have the same problems, whether they've overcome them or, or whatever, but we all experience the same stuff for the most part. Yeah. And, and a, one yeah. of them is that, you know, not every detailer that starts off is a great entrepreneur or business person, you know, and mm-hmm. you learn along the way and you have, you usually have a good technical skill. Um, but maybe lack a little bit on the managerial skills or something else to build the, the company to where it needs to be. And standard operating procedures is, is part of that. So we just kind of yeah. encompass those basic ideas into the product products themselves so that there's meaning, you know, meaning to it um, more mm-hmm. than just like, here's a product, you know, type of thing. Yep. And I love that cut uh, for the cut system. You've, uh, just went straight to microfiber. Didn't try and kind of fit a foam pad in there. Find the stiffer yeah. foam pads. I don't know. A little hard to work with or something. But I love a good microfiber cutting disc. Seems to get straight to the point there. Yep. There's. I mean, there's certain places for cutting foams, but I right. just. It, I think for the most part, the microfiber just outperforms foam for cutting. You mm-hmm. know, um, in most scenarios for a dual action polisher, and then, you know, even. We have a, a, a rotary wool pad, but, um, you know, there's the only other place there is is a, is a DA wool pad that you might be able to slide in there. You know, some of the older single stage paints are, are um, just kind of off paint doesn't respond well to microfiber. So wool yeah. is always an alternative for that. But, you know, usually if a paint doesn't respond well to microfiber, it doesn't usually respond well to foam either, just because it's usually a, an issue with friction. So like... Mm-hmm. Microfiber is not too far off from foam, um, polyester, polyurethane. Either way, it's plastic. You know, so usually, if one doesn't per- one doesn't react well with paint, and it either sticks to the paint really hard or causes issues or almost makes it look worse, it's it's typically the the product itself or the friction itself of the, the plastics, you know, or mm-hmm. something like that. Because the paint, mm-hmm. you know, paints plastic too. I like a good cutting foam for glass. I find that's where the stiffer foams, I really use them at. Cutting yeah. through water spots. They do a good job sure. there. Yeah, and I, I think it's important for, like, like you touched on, David, with, like, the stickiness of, like, the foams and just the friction and all that. I, I think it's important for people to experience that to really understand mm-hmm. it because, you know, I, I remember, like, when I first started getting into paint correction, you see all these different colored pads, and I thought they were just different colors. And then they dig a little bit deeper and they're like, okay, they actually do different things. And then actually trying different pads on different surfaces, like vinyl wrap, for instance, and clear coat, and just seeing how it reacts differently. And it's it's really hard to explain to someone until you actually try it. 
um, you know, I went to a, like a training course too and, and tried there and it was, it was pretty neat being able to try all kinds of different pads and different, um, liquids and whatnot. And just experiencing that. Cause it's, like I said, it's, it's hard to explain it to someone without actually experiencing, experiencing it firsthand. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, some people don't see the same types of cars, so they might yeah. see something that's outside of what their their norm is, and it's totally new experience. But you know, like um, some of the old '80s cars, um, where they had kind of you know different paint on bumpers. You know, a lot of a lot of times cars are painted differently, so like the bodies will be painted on an assembly line, bumpers, mirrors, plastic extra parts will be painted somewhere else. Sometimes they're not even in the same building. So if you look at a lot of cars, the paint doesn't match ever and things like that. But, um, you know, on some of those old 80s cars and things like that, like a Grand National, like, I, you know, the front has these panels that go in the front. They're always super sticky. Um, mm-hmm. So no matter what you do, you polish it. Um, and it seems like the polish instantly, like, is a glue to the, the panel. Um, yeah. But if you switch it up and you use a wool pad, it's like a completely different experience. Um, yep. So I think same thing with some of the Vipers, um, but I'm kind of drawing a blank on, on all the different ones, but mm-hmm. um, things like that. But yeah, friction is definitely a big, big factor when it comes to polishing. And I don't think it's something that most people think about. And I mean, hopefully mm-hmm. they don't have to think about it. If that, I mean, that's our goal, right? We just kind of simplify it so that you don't have to over complicate something. Um, but, but yeah, there's always the, the instance where you have these outliers and, um, Wolves usually the answer for that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, nice, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, I know one that is one product that has stood out to me and uh, Dewar. We've been talking about it for a few weeks now. Is that of Soul? Yeah, the yeah, one step really system fun. has a uh, just you hit it out the park. Just absolutely Thanks. awesome. Any other company would have uh, did an all in one, you know, threw some protection in there and probably less cut and called it a day. But y'all really uh, absolutely knocked us out the park. I just corrected. With Soul, one step, it was a uh, someone left rotary trails, holograms, you know, deeper swirling. Yeah, <laughs> it was so not a good uh, buff job for me, but uh, cleaned it up with Soul, real nice. Got some footage of, of it for a TikTok and stuff, and uh, I think Soul and uh, the one yellow pad just knocks it out the park. Mm-hmm. Oh, so how what went into developing Soul and uh, figuring that out and kind of choosing not to put protection in it, you know, that kind of route. Well, I think part of it is, you know, our two-step system is made in a way where um, our polish is pretty fine. Um, it's mm-hmm. not super aggressive. Um, so if you're doing one-steps, um, we, we've always traditionally had, you know, kind of the yellow pad mixed with either cut or polish, depending on or the color. Polish, and that was the one-step before sold. Yep. Um, but when you get into darker-colored vehicles, it, mm-hmm. you know, over polish isn't super aggressive because it, it finishes down pretty well. Um, so we wanted to have a product that didn't have um, any protection in it. Um, the other thing is I just think that there's huge opportunity. Most cars aren't, most cars aren't black or have finicky paint. Um, so having a little extra bite and being able to finish out on most paintwork of new vehicles is nice just because um, I think it's super beneficial for the coating either the coating companies or the the brand you know the detail companies that are doing a lot of new coating prep jobs just because Mm -hmm. um they can make sure that they get the random swirls out um it's still going to finish down really well 
um, doesn't have, you know, a bunch of fillers or anything like that, where it's, it's easy to, to prep and, and coat and be on your way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Going back to that body shop experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I was I see how that. that helped a lot. Yeah. I mean, and when you use it, the product, it's, it's different than both of the other products. Like it's, you know, to be honest with you, it's probably dustier than the other two, um, even the cut. Um, and it's, I think part of it is just the, the way that you use it is a little bit differently. Like um, for me, I'll long cycle sole, you know, I'll cycle that a little bit longer than I do with cut or with polish um, mm-hmm. because as it cycles down, especially with a little bit of a, a little bit of a heavier down pressure, that's really where you can get a super good finish and still get really good correction results. Um, and it just kind of, it, it works really well on, on so many systems, but because of that, when you, you know, cycle a little bit longer pad dries out a little bit more, it starts to mm-hmm. dust because it, it just, it just dries out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely was drying out for me pretty fast, but I was, you know, polishing in uh, you well, know, yeah. that 110 <laughs> degree weather I was telling you about. Yep. You're basically in and out at that point. Yep. Yeah, that so uh, I was still getting about five cycles, I'd say, four or five, and then I'd call it a day. Every product but, uh, that Jamie uses is probably like 105 to me. Yeah, like, he's, oh. the, he's, he's the maximum threshold heat tester. Oh, that's for sure. A lot of sticky, sticky wipe-offs. <laughs> yep. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I get a lot of, a lot of people still, you know, asking what I do and they'll ask for, you know, the buff job. I want a buff job. The yeah. soul is now going to be my buff job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one step system for those mm-hmm. people. But all right. Uh, Buck, uh, Bucky, you got anything for uh, the cutting system before we move on? Yeah. I have, um, I mean, I want to kind of deplete my inventory of compounds and polishes right now before I get into Me cut too. and polish, but I've seen so many positive things with cut and polish um that you know it's certainly something to get eventually <laughs> uh yeah. but yeah soul soul just knocks out of the park like um i did a Thanks. friend of mine his mom his mom's beetle it was uh 2012 or 15 and like you know that that volkswagen par- paint i i found pretty hard that just cut through it like nothing and it worked so well and awesome. i was a big fan so, but it was it was so quick you know like it just and I mean, she wasn't going for a hundred percent perfect, but you know, it's probably eight to ninety percent or so, which was you know perfect to some people, to me included. Um, and yeah, it's just it was so good. You know, I didn't notice any dusting because you know I don't work in an oven like Jamie does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had a good time with it. So I'm looking forward to cutting balls. But yeah, I've seen a lot of positive things about it too. I totally uh, understand about depleting products. I mean, I'm I'm going through the yeah. same thing. And- because I, I, I still detail, um, I probably do, I don't know, maybe two to four cars a month. And um, I was doing something out at one of the custom car builders that I work at. And yeah, he sees me bringing a whole box of all these different polishes and all these different pads. And he's like, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, you sell me this stuff and then you're using all these other brands? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I got so much stuff that like, mm-hmm. I just have to use it. Like I'm yep. just trying to burn, I'm just trying to burn through this stuff because it's, it's not I stuff that I can like sell or like even give away. Yep. Um, yeah. This kind of seems weird, especially cause I work for Brandon. Like here, I, I have like all this stuff who wants it, you know, like, yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to use it up and, and, and kind of burn through it. And 
a lot of the stuff that I can't even use for our training, you know, we try to streamline just like we do with our system. We try to streamline the trainings. Like even when we're using different brands, like, um, you know, we've trained, we've trained with the car pro products and we've trained with, um, uh, Sonax products and we've trained with, uh, mm-hmm. Meguiar's products. Like, you know, everything, but we try to like sure. streamline it. Like, so even, you know, Meguiar yeah. has like, you know, 15 different polishes and like, yep. so we'll bring, you know, two or three and be like, all right, this is, this is what, what we would do if we were using this. Um, so yeah. like, I don't even want to use it for trainings, you know, we try to do the same thing for that. So yeah, I'm just like, I'm trying to burn through like tons of different pads and tons of different polishes. Cause I can't, I just can't justify throwing it away. Yep. I have yep. a whole tab that's up here just full of compounds and polishes. I bet half <laughs> of them aren't even any good. They're probably dried up. So I really yep. need to go through my cap, sweep them all out. I'm just going to put no Burke system up there. So let's move on to the next system y'all got is the Oberk wheel and tire cleaning system. I think this is another one, another home run from Oberk. Y'all know y'all took y'all's time with it and absolutely nailed it. Got the wheel cleaner. It's iron remover. It's got some uh, surfactants in it that helps it out as well. Makes it a, you know, really thick. Got the tire cleaner, another thick gel like uh, tire cleaning tire cleaner that has some multiple uh, extra uses waterless. You can do it with. The yep. low pH. I love them. Uh, tell us a little bit what in the, what went into developing and why y'all kept, uh, you know, keep kept going with the product line past the polishing system. Well, I think um, the polishing system is um, pretty solid. You know, we, we launched Soul, which was obviously a little bit later than even some of these products. But um, yeah, but our, we have our polishing system kind of down. Um, Want to get into more. Um, products because I'm a you know on top of being a detailer I'm a car enthusiast too so um, between removing the guesswork um, and kind of the idea of our product vision for Oberk is um, you know professional grade products high quality products but um, trying to um, simplify the the process so that you know it's easy to get good results regardless of who you are and um, Mm -hmm. I think there's a place for everybody. Um, there's a place for like multi-purpose products, um, and concentrated products. I think a lot of people like that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that would rather have ready to use things. And so like, I mean, you can't, you can't meet everybody's needs in that aspect. You know, you're kind of one or the other. And because we want to remove the guesswork or streamline it, we, we chose to make products specifically for certain purposes. So like, Sure. You know, the tire cleaner itself is is not similar or it's not far off or it's very similar to, you know, so all-purpose cleaners. Um, just we focused on rubber and, and tire specific when mm-hmm. we develop sure. the product. Um, so, like, technically, the, the, the tire cleaning product can be used for so many different things. I mean, you can mm-hmm. use it straight on an interior for the most part. Um, it's, it's alkaline, but it's not very alkaline. It's, mm-hmm. it's relatively neutral or... A relatively um, um, low where it's not going to damage anything, but I mean, you can cut it 50, 50 and use it on interiors. I use it a ton on um, floor mats, like weather tech floor mats and stuff like that. It works killer on floor mats. I think I'll try um, that out today. Yeah. It, it works mat. super, super good. Works good on engine bays. works really good on wheel wells. Um, you know, like the iron removing wheel cleaners, like Oberk wheel cleaner is, you know, probably the, the newer technology when it comes to wheel cleaner, but it, you know, mm-hmm. those chemicals do brown tires. Um, mm-hmm. So 
um, you can utilize the tire cleaner for wheel cleaning too, in between, you know, your iron remover, right, right. you know, iron removers aren't the, the most inexpensive product either. So, no. yep. um, I don't, you know, I don't on my car when I'm doing, you know, regular cleanups, I don't use it every single time, you know, I'll just use a, yeah. um, an APC or, or over tire cleaner and stuff like that. Um, so the tire cleaner is super versatile. Um, it, both products are, um, kind of a clinging product, a little bit thicker. Um, yep. Just try to utilize something. Like I said, if we're, we're using it for a specific purpose. Um, so clinging on vertical surfaces like wheels and tires is kind of where it's at. And then, you know, yep. if you're going to dilute it and run it on an interior, um, it's pretty thin at that point anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I found a good use for it too is, uh, you know, after you're done, done pretty much with the wash and then you pull it in the little section you might miss on some of the tire you can just waterless with the obert tire cleaner and good to go you know some people get you know blocks put under tires raise it up a little bit or move the car <laughs> i'm gonna yeah, start I mean, doing the, waterless I, style I used a lot of waterless like i mean it works great um that was the other thing too obviously the wheel cleaner you can't use um yeah no can't use water. that in waterless. Yep. but the tire clean the tire cleaner you know if you're using it for tires it works good super good waterlessly you know i, mm-hmm. I just spray it on a tire if it's super bad i'll scrub it but otherwise i just spray it on and just wipe off off and it, it yeah. looks super good and um obviously water restrictions are are pretty important for everybody on the west coast and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know the wheel cleaner we might actually come out with another iron remover specifically that's more mm-hmm. of like a thinner formula um, right nice. but for paint decon maybe yeah, I mean, I think it's just trying to come out with products that work, um, and mm-hmm. it, you know, one of the main reasons we just ask why, you know, why, why, why do we want to develop it? Why does somebody want to buy it? And I think for our wheel cleaner, we did it because I think it's there's not really too many wheel cleaners that kind of bridge the gap between the iron remover and like um, mm-hmm. a lot of iron removers are are killer. I mean, some of them might be even a little bit more potent than ours, but they yeah. clean iron really well, but they might not clean the other road grind mm-hmm. very well. Um, so right. we just try to do something a little bit different, try to, you know, get mm-hmm. the best of both worlds, try to grab something from the traditional type of wheel cleaner and, um, and, but still have it, um, have the iron removing technology that those capabilities, um, and still keep it on a, a pH neutral level. So, yeah, um, the tire cleaner is alkaline. You know, it's like at a nine and a half. Um, the wheel cleaner is neutral, um, but either way, they're yep. both pretty safe products. But for the wheel cleaner, you can definitely still use it as an iron decon. I yeah. spray yeah. directly into the clay towel and then spread it kind of around, and then I get the clay in. Works great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff there. If anybody was wondering. And uh, you actually save kind of on iron remover because you're using less you're spraying on the clay towel and kind of using the clay towel to do the spreading instead of just mm-hmm. kind of spraying iron remover all over the place. It and it away. smells pretty good too compared to, you know, old school it iron does. remover. So. That's, that's what it's I was going to say. The smell's not nearly as bad. But yeah, I mean, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the bleeding shots, so to speak, are pretty cool. But from an yeah. electricity standpoint, yeah, if you're just claying and spraying on the towel, you can make it go a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So there's the wheel, the tire cleaning system. Excellent stuff. Let's go on to the always out of stock defense gel. I've actually yeah. got around to using it this week. <laughs> I've luckily had a bottle in my cabinet that's been moving all around my cabinet, all over the studio for about four months now. So I'm lucky to have one. I finally got to use it this week, pumped out a video for it. 
I called it the cool. perfect practice coating. If you're, uh, you know, not in full ceramic coatings yet, but you're wanting to kind of practice, get the motions down, get what you're looking for down as a defense gel sweats, kind of the perfect uh, entry level practice coating. Oberg defense gel. So what, in, what went into developing defense gel? So that was, you know, kind of the same thing like all the other products is just trying to um, figure out where we kind of fit into the equation and how we can make a product. We're, you know, not, um, not really focused or haven't been focused on, you know, professional ceramics. We've got relationships with other companies. Plus it's just, you know, we're mainly in the abrasives and things like that. Uh, but, but being that we polish paint, we obviously want to protect it too. Um, so we want to offer something and defense gel was like, you know, essentially defense gel is similar to like a spray on wipe off silica products, you know, like a, like a hydro or a C2V3 or something like that, except, you know, a lot of those products are used for um, top, you know, top coats and they're water-based. Um, ours was... And they um, streak. Yeah. And, and that, so that was where we were at with it is that um, it wasn't as easy of an application in terms of like the idea, spray it on and wipe it off. Um, but it was something that if you don't do methodical, like a coating, you can whip it on and whip it off really fast. It's really easy yep. to use. You can be in 117 degree weather and, uh, and not get a high spot that you have to polish off um, and not have to work in, you know, six inch squares or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, you know, outside of like your climate, you know, there's places around the world where they just don't have the ability to control their climate, you know, whether they're outside or they're just their shops or facilities don't have the ability to cool down at all. Um, so we just wanted something that was easy to use, you know, lasted three to six months, um, still had really good water characteristics, um, but we've just had problems with it. I mean, we um, ran into raw material issues during COVID yep. and, um, you know, ultimately we still haven't been able to get a, a solid, supply chain down for the silica that we used when we initially made it um we've tried to reformulate it with uh, silica from other suppliers and um, Mm -hmm. it hasn't been able to perform the same as the first first version and the first batch that we had developed so we're Mm -hmm. kind of at a standstill with it we're still kind of holding on and hoping that we can uh, bring that product to light, but it, um, at this point, it's we still don't have a date when it's going to be back in stock. It's been out a lot, and um, we're hoping that we can kind of bring it back. But yeah, it's just yeah, I hope it comes back because it's excellent, yeah. buttery smooth wipe off, super slick. Yeah, and yeah, going back to the you know the weather, all the SiO2 water-based spray sealants streak like crazy. It's yeah. a reason why you know I'm a big bead maker guy. Just seems like the you know that's the Products I gravitate to are products that less streaking, great on glass. All too, well, defense gel is not great for glass, right? No, but, but yeah, but you know what I'm saying. The sprays, but defense gel, no problems. Went right on, went right off. Waited for it to sweat about a minute. I didn't get a full two minutes, but you know, start sweating pretty good about a minute here, and uh, wiped right off, buttery smooth. So great stuff from a Burke defense gel in my book. Bucky, you use defense gel yet, or? Is it not up there? In I have not. Yet? I have not used defense gel yet, but mm-hmm. heard 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 a lot of good things oh, about it though from the people who yeah, have used now we, it. Now we finally have some um, resellers, some distributors up there. So 
Yep. Nice. Yeah. Definitely a a actually, I, I had a guy message me the other day saying like, man, I wish souls in Canada. And they sent them like, I sent them a link. I'm like, Oh, there you go. There it is. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. I sent them a link. I'm like, here it is. It's already here. You can get it. So yeah. Yeah. We've got a couple good ones. So yeah. Nice. Well, that answers that. And well, since we don't, don't have defense jail, uh, you know, mystery is out for defense jail, but the future of a Burt car care, we have some, uh, new products coming out i saw on the recent yeah. episode of chicago auto pros had some sneak peeks and yeah. uh boy was i excited we got a instant defense gel coming so tell us about a little about that and when can we yeah anticipate this new product yeah so we're we have instant defense which is spray on rinse off sealant um, yeah i love those too okay. those work nice good. yeah and i think we're here you know, for the marketing side of it i think we're going to market it more for like wheel wheel care. right Yep, yep, that's mostly but, what I'll use that stuff for, but it yeah, works great. You, you know, so for us, we weren't we're not we're not a coding company. We're not trying to do that thing, like I said before. But um, we wanted to do a car care. So originally, when the, when we launched Defense Shell, that was kind of the base of. Um, so it's not a water base; it is a an oil base, and it is, but it's a short term product. Super slick, really glossy. Um, but the, the idea was that we were going to build, a, a easy to use maintenance program for, mm-hmm. um, you know, detail shops if they wanted to use it, but also, you know, target more of the enthusiasts that enjoy working on their car as well, mm-hmm. where you can lay down defense shell. You don't have to be a, a detailer or a rocket scientist to do it. Um, you can, um, maintain it with either, um, our spray sealant, which would be the, um, instant defense um where it's i'm sorry the we have two different products we have like a quick defense which is like a quick detailer with, oh. with a low with like a low silica and you would nice. be able to maintain it and wipe it down with that um you could do your wash with a, a ph neutral soap um mm-hmm. and then use the spray on rinse off um instant defense um as well to like constantly maintain those products you know like so mm-hmm. you if you didn't want to do the you know prep process and everything to do ceramic and do it the right way. Like you could easily get the same characteristics and similar type of a protection and just use it in your regimen um, for your products like that. So, um, so yeah. And and we, you know, at one point we're looking at ceramic soap and stuff like that, but just had so many other things to work on for the system and everything that we just never got to it yet. So, um, so instant defense is going to be like, you know, like a, a silica concentrate, um, spray it on single panel at a time, rinse it off last, you know, three to six months. Um, mm-hmm. but that, you know, that is a water base. So, um, we formulated one that, um, doesn't streak very much unless you over concentrate it. So it, it beads well, it doesn't streak really bad. Um, and that's similar to, you know, the topper or whatever. So like, even though our defense shell is a solvent or oil base, um, then you mm-hmm. just top it with either the quick detailer or whatever during your regular maintenance. You don't have to do it yeah, right sure. away. Yeah. Um, and then that's your continued protection of of product on top um, that will protect against like the organic product or, you know, the organic mm-hmm. fallout of the environment, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you um, coat, coat your paint and defense gel, maybe next wash, get the glass and wheels all coated up with a instant defense. Yeah, pretty much. You know, easy. Yep. So an easy kind of like, a regimen type of a product um, yeah. if you weren't going the professional ceramic route, you know. 
Right. Um, yeah. I, I think like, like in the the real near future, we've got that the instant defense. We've got um, a foam wash that's a yeah, so, foam, yeah. Um, which is just a you know good lubricated um, generalized foam soap, great for washing waxed, sealed cars, um, products with defense gel on them, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have um, a rinseless you know, rinseless wash, quick detailer concentrate. Mm-hmm. Um, what was which, the one soap that y'all actually used in the video where you actually used it touchless style? Yeah. And I so think that's it's plant-based. That, yep. That's the AP is looking there. Wow. Yep, the, that's a nice one. should be available in the next couple of weeks. Um, this is, this is a prep prep soap. Um, it is a stripping soap, you know, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's super good for coating cars too. I mean, obviously most coating manufacturers say that you should use a pH neutral soap, stuff like that, but really the advantages right. of, of them are that you can wash them with a alkaline wash yep. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's still going to stay on the car. So, you mm-hmm. know, this is a, at a concentrate, it's a nine and a half. Um, it's plant-based. Um, it was came from the, the original formula that we started with came from the truck washing industry. Um, right. Yes. And obviously washing trucks is difficult. Yeah, you can't wash a whole truck at the same time. You got a bunch of challenges. So um, it's relatively strong. It, it's made to attack calcium road salt deposits for, you know, Northern States, anybody that's got snow. Yeah. For that. Um, yeah. At the same time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a unique feeling. It's not, it doesn't have salt in it. So it's not like a thicker gelatinous product. It's really thin, sure. you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, any other cleaner it's, but it's mm-hmm. very, very slippery. Um, it has a, a wetting agent in it that helps for, you know, mobile detailers or, or detailers outside, um, to help keep the wash wetter longer. Um, right. Obviously when you're battling a mobile detailer or you're battling the sun, um, mm-hmm. you don't want to let the stuff bake on or anything like that, but, um, it's got, wetting agents in it to help it stay wetter longer and, and try yeah. to rinse off and not stain the paint as much, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. um, it's not something that we necessarily recommend, you know, washing in the sun, but we, right. we know that people do it. We know that yep. people have to do it. Um, sometimes pH neutral washes just don't cut it, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, so this is kind of a, a cool new product that I'm excited to launch. Um, sure. But yeah, this will be the next one. Um, so nice. this one, I'm looking then, forward to that. Yeah, yeah, and then a, a different take on like a glass cleaner. Um, yeah. So we're pretty much focusing on you know the exterior panels, um, all the things that you'd want to do prior to the correction process, and then you know after it. Yeah, I like using a stronger soap on ceramic coated cars. It just makes sense to me that you want to yeah. deep clean that coating, get it back to performing. Yep. And you know if it's if it doesn't it doesn't look like it's performing well, something needs to be done, you know, on that panel or in that area to uh, get it back to going. But I like I like using a good strong soap on coatings. But all right, chat, you can drop some questions for Mister Patterson. I've got some uh, locked and loaded. Buck, you got anything real quick? Probably move. Yeah, on. no, I think that I think that soap for that salt belt area is going to be really good because I don't you know know of a ton of products that are really focused at that, but if you really take advantage of that and that's wonderful i know with us they kind of throw down a bunch of gravel and then that's their <laughs> traction yeah. for snow but um we don't use a ton of salt here but i know rick they use 
some kind of concoction that just is nasty. You know, it's yeah, it's oh, kind of yeah, like sure, a yeah. mag chloride kind of thing. And but yeah, it's uh, I'm looking forward to that. It should be yeah, exciting. You, you can cut it down too and put it in like an IK foamer um, mm-hmm. and use it for uh, bug remover too. It's really good for oh, um, oh. Jamie for, loves bugs because <laughs> it's organic. It's yeah, it's an organic product, so it eats up a bugs pretty good so i mean the sure. soap itself works well but you can also um, um foam it on and and eat it off and, you know it just kind of falls apart it is yeah. see the question there it's um yeah it's it doesn't really smell like anything um yep and the, the ph color. neutral one will have a scent yeah yeah the ph neutral one smells like strawberry nice Ooh, delicious glad to see something besides cheery feel like yeah every other company pumps out a cherry soap yeah so we already answered here detailed dad when will soul come to canada it's in canada already mm-hmm. yeah we got the link um, so hit up bucky he'll send you a link yeah yeah promo code yeah otherwise you can check out our um on our website that we have a distributors page that says all the distributors that we got for yeah, got a couple from jz str here he's wanting to know if oberg products will pop up on autoality you know, as of right now, no, um, I haven't um, talked to T or the guys over there. Um, I think there was, um, I think at one point they wanted to carry the brand when it was a little bit newer. And um, I think it was at, at the time that the, the growth of the company was just going too fast. And it was just something that they weren't capable of doing at the time, um, just mm-hmm. taking on new more and more wholesale distributors but um it might be something to revisit and, um, but right now um no <laughs> um, yeah unless i reach out and make a call and, and see he also asked what panel prep does oberk recommend before defense jail pretty good oh, question good question yep. yeah i mean i think any of them work well for the most part um whether you're a a diluted panel wipe guy or you're a eraser guy or you know whatever um I mean, to be honest with you, I use a lot of denatured alcohol myself, um, just because mm-hmm. it it works well. It's you know burning fuel, um, but it has a it's strong and it has got a really nice flash. So like you can wipe and um, it'll flash behind you without really leaving any residue for the most part, as long as you're mm-hmm, sure. using clean towels. Um, so yeah, yeah anything too. you know, isopropyl alcohol, like some people do. Um, or any of those, any, anything that's going to clean the paint, whether it's alcohol-based or even, uh, you know, cleaner-based ones. I think mm-hmm. either one of them is going to provide a clean enough surface for it to bond to. Yep. And those questions were sent in to me on Instagram. So if anybody listening ever can't make the live or has a question, though, for a certain company, send it in over mm-hmm. on Instagram. I'll pop it up. Mike's Auto Detailing wants to know if you offer a wholesale pricing asking for a friend. What's he doing <laughs> over that- there? That that friend is himself, and Mike has a problem. Mike has too much stuff. He needs to stop. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, we planned on uh, doing um, some some type of a wholesale program. Um, we haven't really kind of gone through and developed that yet, to be honest with you. Um, but we we do work with, depending on who it is, we we work with different training programs or different you know certain individuals um, for that type of thing, and. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we do um, we do a VIP text program, uh, and then we do 
obviously email everybody that signs up for email stuff, but um, I'm not super active with the text stuff. Um, but when we do text offers, we do, we genuinely offer, you know, exclusive deals to our text VIP club just because it's a smaller group for one and it's growing. But um, I don't think everybody loves to get text messages with ads or, you know, coupons and stuff like that. And um, so we Mike's going to be it, all over that. Yeah. Right. We try to, we try to make it worthwhile. So like, uh, so a lot of the text program stuff we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, we do, we do offer some different stuff. Chacho Grande asked, first off, big fan here. Now the important part, what do I have to do to make you guys do another batch of the black golf, black gloss of good fortune shirt, not opposed to a bribe or charitable donation. You know, that was a pretty cool shirt. All the shirts that we've done are kind of neat. Um, We usually work with different artists actually. So like we'll find um, people on either Instagram that are doing Mm-hmm. Um, illustrations or art you know or um guys that are doing hand art and converting to illustrations and do stuff like that so like um i hope that we can do another one i i, I like that shirt myself since um, i'm a japanese car guy so like and i just like the idea of, of what it kind of how it kind of came out but um but hopefully we'll do another one we'll probably do it a little bit different um maybe with the maybe with the cat on it but um, slightly different because we usually just do one run, try to do single runs of, of shirts like that. Sure. Um, but we have another one in the works. Um, nice. We've never really tradi- We've never done a traditional like logo shirt before, like mm-hmm. just kind of a, a staple kind of a logo shirt. So I'm working with a yeah a, yeah I'm working with a company in California and um, and Thailand to. Um, kind of create something that's a little bit nicer, um, heavier shirt, something that's super yeah. quality, and then I'll jump back into the, kind of the art shirts again. Yeah, because I Thanks. love the banner. Banner is just nice. Just the oh, logo nice. looks clean, nice. A shirt of that would be excellent. I would definitely rock that. Well, when I saw black, I, that's what I figured they were going to say. When are you going to do black banners again? Because that's what we get all the time. The black ones Ooh. that we did are, are a little bit bigger, and um, people. But but that's the thing, people. Won't, People want them after they're not full, you know. Right. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why we do that stuff. Not necessarily as like this marketing like ploy, but it's just like, mm. you know, people always want it uh, when it's too late, and it's like, oh well, you, it's one time. You either get it or you don't. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell you. Well, I think we did it, boys. Another good episode. Mr. Mm-hmm. Patterson, it was an absolute pleasure having you on today's episode. Yeah, I thanks think for we, having uh, covered it off. If there's any last minute things you want to cover or say, go ahead and say and start dropping your plugs and we'll get you out of here. Yeah. No, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And thanks for the, the posts and stuff. I appreciate the support. Um, mm-hmm. You can check us out over carcare.com, um, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, over carcare. Um, got any suggestions or you want to re- need to reach out to me you can catch me at um dave at obercarcare.com or info at obercarcare.com it's probably mm-hmm. easier for the info one and um perfect yeah bucky got any last minute thoughts no i think just yeah i'm uh i'm excited for these new upcoming products and uh yeah. to deplete 
my sock and get my hands on cut and polish. So, yeah. Uh, just need more, need more uh, correction jobs. That's, that's what I need. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I love the direction we're going and yeah, like the, the shirt designs, I mean, working with the artists, I think that's super cool. Um, you know, I have one of the, the stickers and it's that, that good fortune sticker and it's super neat, but, uh, yeah, I just keep doing what you guys are doing and I, I, I like the direction it's going. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the support. Yeah, you bet. Yep. There you go. Like I said, yeah, it was an absolute be- pleasure having you on. I enjoyed it. We learned a lot. Talk through mm-hmm. the system, and uh, that's all I got. Follow Dewar at BuckyVW. Follow me at Jamie the Cleaner on all the things. Give us a listen tomorrow. This episode will be uploaded on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Give us that subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars. Push us up the charts, and we'll keep mm-hmm. pumping these out and have Mr. Patterson in, on in the future. Once, you know, Oberk Oberk will have a whole line of stuff in a a (laughs) year or so. So we'll have to have you back on and uh, recap them again. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I got. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Bye, everybody.